Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back to your contact center. I think we got that for you today to improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500-600 seat call center outsourcer located here in uh, chilly, snowy northwestern Pennsylvania. Happy Groundhog Day. As I record this, today is literally Groundhog Day. A little uh, Pennsylvania tradition down in Punxsutawney. I guess uh, we got uh, six more weeks of winter coming, which if you look out my window and this oncoming uh, storm that's hitting the northeast, I kind of agree with this <laughs> with the little guy. All right, um, let's get right into it. Turnover in your call center, right? It's the number one killer of contact centers. It's the battle that all of us fight, no matter what our culture is, no matter how great it is. There's levels of it, right? So it can be good, bad, or awful, right? But it's something that's never just really totally fine, unless you have a really small team of you know 10 agents that have been there together forever, but if you're talking anywhere more than 50, 100, 200 plus, you know, turnover can be a huge issue and a huge cost factor to uh, everything that you're doing. So I want to go over some of the things that I have seen to help with turnover. Uh, some of the things that I'm doing in my call center, some of it is probably pretty obvious. Others may not be. So hopefully that this this kind of helps you guys Navigate and think through some of the strategies in, in your contact center. So I have uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five different, I guess, topics that I know affect turnover, right? And let's talk about number one. And it's the elephant in the room in a lot of contact centers, and it's pay. It's base rate. Not commission, but base rate. So many in many contact centers, especially BPO contact centers or outsourcers, right? That are, you know, we're trying to make margin off of each associate. The the pay has been awful. If you're in that 10, 11, 12, no matter where you are, you could be in a you know a rural area that maybe wages are are a little bit depressed, but still, if you're in that twelve to even thirteen dollar an hour range you're going to have high turnover, right? That's just the the nature of the beast. You know, we're seeing where inflation is in the country right now, where how everything has gone up. So, you know, that there, there's a lot of things that start right there, right? And I know a lot of you guys, 
say, all right, well, our base rate's low, but we offer commission, right? And, and sometimes that can be very frustrating for, for associates, right? Especially if they're not hitting it. So it almost can sometimes lead to more turnover, right? If you have these goals that some are not able to hit, that they know they won't be able to hit, so they get frustrated and they leave. So that's something to kind of look at too is instead of maybe raising commissions, which I know people really feel good about, right? Because you can kind of justify a better job or or more sales or better handle time to correlate you know, to, to a salary, it also can frustrate your rep. So look at just raising that base rate up and maybe lowering some of the goals or lowering what you would offer from a commission standpoint. You guys know I love you know our theory on our attendance policy and our attendance multiplier where we do not tag it to any type of work that the rep does, right? It's not on their quality. It's just strictly on their attendance. Now, I'm not going to go deep into it. We've done a full podcast on our attendance multiplier, but basically every week that an employee works their entire schedule, right? Their base rate for the next week gets bumped, right? And if they call off, if they're if they're not there, then, you know, they don't lose anything cuz they they always have that base rate, but they'll go back down to their base rate and we'll try to build up their streak again, and it kind of taps out at like nine weeks where they can make an extra like $3, $3.50 on top of their base rate for as long as they're working their entire schedule. That's something that's worked for us pretty well. We've tweaked it here and there, but you know, that's something again, check that, that episode out. I think that can really, it opened a lot of eyes. I get a lot of questions on it. Pretty interesting. But again, you guys, you got to look at your pay. If you're paying 10 bucks an hour, it's a struggle, right? You're not going to be able to keep people really at that number because they're going to be constantly looking for something else. Number two is something that a lot of us don't think about, right? But it's the processes that we're actually utilizing or that the reps have to go through. Painful jobs turn over more. Easy jobs turn over less, right? And I'm not talking about like, you know, the brain numbing job of, of, of maybe in a factory where you're just literally, you know, pushing and pulling all day long, right? I'm, I'm talking more of the the ease of use of systems, of being able to, you know, very easily move from one screen to the next, to have all of the information that you need on, on one or two screens. If you see that your associates are struggling, right, to, to go between screens, to look at different windows, to have to go to four to five to six different systems to to do their job, that becomes frustrating and it becomes an issue. And we have seen that programs that we have been able to take from a client, give them suggestions on how we can streamline it, you know, make it just much easier to to be to actually do the job. You know, we've seen those are the programs that our reps like the most, um, feel that there's the most thought that's gone into it. And those are the ones that, you know, we have less turnover on. I'm gonna tie in the next one here right into that. And that's that's your reps need to have a say. Um, do you treat your associates just like they're workers, right? Just like do what we say. Cause so many contact centers do that. Like, here's what I need you to do. Just go sit in your station, go sit at your house and just do this. The best feedback that you get is from your associates, right? They're the ones that are going to help you with process more than anything because they're living, eating, breathing it every single day. So if you don't listen to your associates, that's a huge issue. 
And that's something that is kind of a, a psychic income, right? It's not physical. It's not tangible income from a money standpoint, but it's, it's psychic income that they're being listened to, that they're being heard, that you're, you're kind of trying to help them in, in, in different aspects of their job. That's a huge, I think, piece of this as well is we don't listen to the, to our frontline associates enough. We don't listen to, to what they have to say because so many of them, including our, our frontline supervisors have such great ideas. Um, things that we would never think about, but they're the actual user. So the user experience, you know, can really change based on, on their opinion. So, you know, having them have a say is, is huge. Number, th- number four is engagement, right? Making sure that we are engaging with our associates. I just had a, a meeting with all of my higher management here today at Expedia. And again, if I, if I really don't stay on it sometimes, then we, we kind of, it gets fudged a little bit, right? I'm huge on controlling the first hour of the shift, two hours of the shift. Now that we're work from home, it takes a little bit longer. Having that that team meeting that everybody's got to be on video if you're work from home, making sure then this is the part that where they kind of skip sometimes if I don't stay on them is taking one minute, two minutes, three minutes and going through your, your roster of your team, doing an individual IM, um, I'm sorry, doing an individual video chat with each of those reps, asking them if they're okay, ask them about their day, give them their goals, right? A quick, just one-on-one is so really important, especially when we work from home. We need to communicate more. We're not in the call center. We can't greet somebody and have music playing and, and high-five them and say, hey, Janie, how's, how's your son doing? We have to go out of our way now to really do that. And it's frustrating for a lot of reps, and I think it's frustrating for supervisors because it is extra work. But I think it's something that really, really needs to be done. What games are you playing, right? Work from home games, you can you can think of a ton of them, right? Anything that you can really do in the in the call center, you can really think through a way to do it at home. Um, do it for more work from home, right? Because you have video. You can record things. You can play games on or online. There's things that you can do. We did a you know a whole episode again on on work from home games, so check that episode out as well. It's something that's really, really important. It's got to be fun. The other thing is, you know, this is kind of random, but we were talking about this the other day is, is what committees, and when everybody was in the office, it was much easier, but we can still do Zoom calls of, of committee meetings of, you know, having a game committee, having um, an onboarding and a welcoming committee, you know, having these reps, you know, we have a, a PCI and a, and a compliance committee with some of our associates. Um, we have another committee that does deal with, um, advances and things that they want to do in the call center. So, you know, before it was, you know, what chairs do we want? Do the headsets we have stink? Um, they would test all that stuff out so that we would get really buy-in from our associates, you know, before that stuff went to the floor. Kind of like a little bit of a, like a, an employee Senate, right? Or employee House of Representatives, right? I think that stuff's really important and in, in from the engagement standpoint. And again, their voice is being heard. You're listening to them and you're not listening to them to like, you know, because it's like a pity thing. You're listening to them because they have really good ideas, right? Not all of them are great, right? But so many of them have such good ideas because again, they're living, eating, breathing it. And, you know, the last thing here is is growth. And do they have the potential to to move on from their job? Is there any type of job advancement? You know, we've seen making sure that we get our reps to 90 days. That's kind of the goal, right? If we can get an associate to 90 days, they normally stay for, for that year. 
and most of them stay for longer than that. But we got to get them to 90 days. That's where you know the struggle is. And I think for most jobs, that's where you kind of get the buy-in from a culture standpoint at that 90-day mark. So, you know, we have not only doing, you know, those kind of team things where we're talking to them, but HR is also reaching out at 10 days, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 180 days. And they're doing reviews and they're talking to them, making sure everything is okay. Um, talking to them about, you know, what, where would you like to be, you know, a year from now? Talking about that type of advancement. We are also doing weekly agent analysis. If you have not heard about this, it's again, it's another episode. You got to listen to it because it's really cool. And basically, we do a 15-minute um, meet and greet with every single associate, supervisor, every single associate once a week where we go over stats, we go over progression, we go over just anything that really that, that associate wants to talk to um, and, and talk about. And we try to keep it as positive. This isn't a negative thing. Like, you know, we're not talking about, you know, if, if their QA scores are really low, we're talking about how we can raise QA scores, right? We're trying to keep this constantly on a, on a positive note. Having said that, you guys know I'm huge on when we're coaching as well. I think that this is a, a huge way that reps can just get mad and, and storm off. Make sure that you're coaching in private. Make sure that you're celebrating and high-fiving and, and saluting out in public, right? So again, if you're work from home, that means you're doing an, a, a private, you know, message or a private video if somebody needs to be coached. And if, you know, if somebody's doing something awesome, then that's got to be in the, you know, we use Slack. It's got to be, you know, in the kind of in the general channel for that program or, or for the entire company of, of how awesome somebody did. So I think that's a, you know, another kind of and a cultural kind of communication kind of tip as well. So again, if you, if you really think about this, right. And you pie this all together, if you're paying your reps, an appropriate amount, right? In that 14, 15, 16, 17, no matter somewhere in that range, right? Uh, depending on, on where you are, I understand in a big city, you're going to be 20 plus, right? In a, in a city like Erie, we can be less than that. And I think that's why a, a BPO works um, in, in areas like this. If your processes are are well thought out, you're not frustrating associates, you're listening to them. If you're engaging every single day with your associates, your supervisors are into it. You have HR personnel that's talking to these guys, making sure that they're they're okay, right? Um, it's it's been a interesting kind of couple months, right? In in really almost years with with COVID. So making sure that people are doing okay. If you have growth potential and advancement, again, you're talking to these guys all the time about how they can advance and and you really allow them to have a say right you take their suggestions you have committees you know you are listening to what they have to say and you're you're acting upon a, a lot of the things that they talk about if you do that you're never going to have 100% turnover but you're going to have a a culture that you've built that is based on communication right that the reps trust that what they say is going to happen that you're trying your darndest to make their their environment great, right? So this cannot be just a, uh, you know, do what I say kind of thing. If you do that, your turnover is going to be through the roof. You got to really add the cultural aspect to it and try to make people feel comfortable, right? In their environment, whether that's work from home, whether that's in the office. So that's kind of some of the things I have on, on turnover. You know, we may even break some of the stuff down. I've some of the ICMI uh, thought leaders that are coming on. This will be another topic that we have with, with, with some of those guys, which I'm, I'm kind of excited about. 
Hey, I just uh, as I wrap this this episode up too, I want to let you know we do have the book, right? More advice. I'm sorry, advice from a call center geek 3.0. It's on Amazon. There's a Kindle version and a paperback. It's over 200 pages of all the thoughts that I can possibly think about to to help you and to add value. So make sure that you uh, check that out. Also, if you are not part of our SMS texting community, just text. Uh, let's text text Groundhog Day, right? So I know <laughs> that it came from here. Uh, to 814-247-0366. That'll get you signed up for that. If you have any questions about your contact center, you can. that's the way you can reach out to me and I will answer as many questions as I possibly can. It's been getting a little crazy lately, which is awesome, which I'm excited about. So if I delay for a day or two, uh, you know, kind of bear me, bear with me with that. And then last but not least, we have the LinkedIn call center tips and tactics group that I, uh, I would urge you to join as well, which you know, allows a lot of colleagues to, to answer and, and help with questions as well. So again, thank you guys very much. I hope that that helps and we'll talk again next week.